Welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 67. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And yeah, we're back. Um, unfortunately, it, it, we wanted to be live today, didn't we? Like we were last week because it was it went really well last week, actually. And it saved me a lot of time being live. Um, but, but you no, know, you're, you work in IT, Fisher. Why, why does it sometimes work and it sometimes doesn't? No, 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 Jimbo. We wanted to be live yesterday, but it failed. So now we want to be live today and it failed again. So we're doing a, a, a standard recording like we have done in the past. So this is not getting streamed on Facebook Live, in spite of the fact you told people that it was going to be streamed on Facebook Live. Twice. Have we actually told them that it's not going to be streamed or we just left them? We'll just have to leave there. them. They'll, I'm sure they'll realise we're not up and running, but, you know, I, yeah. can't, I, can't, I can't do everything at once. So they'll, they'll yeah, work so it out. They'll work out we had problems still. I, I deleted the video so they can't, they can't get to us. <laughs> yeah, the live... The live, taking us a weekend, I suppose, is episode 68, isn't it? Um, 67. Six or seven oh, minute go yeah, we did. True, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we, so we actually, we, we, for those that saw the, the actual five to ten minutes of live that we did on Sunday, uh, we didn't really do much, did we? No, we just ambled on. Our like base just sat there going, can't, can't quite hear you, Fisher, can't quite yeah. hear you, Fisher. What? Can you speak up? Can you speak up, please? What? I can't hear. What? Hey? So, oh, no, not again. So we've gone back to the old-fashioned way, which uh, is going to keep me up late, and my laptop will be still on tomorrow morning trying to finish his job. Um, mm-hmm. But never mind. We'll get there. Next week, we'll we'll try again, won't we? We're not going to give up. I'm going to work tirelessly this week to work out a better way of doing it. But anyway, so um, this episode is called, or is entitled, Churchill in a Box, because, um, of course, with all the protests and everything, there's, there's some statues that have been... Quite at risk, haven't they? Have been taken down due to um, historic sort of um, racism or comments that people might have made, or links to the slave trade and things like that. Uh, and the Winston yeah. Churchill statue um, has obviously been been at risk as well because you know, let's face it. Although you know, Winston Churchill um, was was sort of seen as a great war hero for for sort of being prime minister during the war and and guiding. Um, Europe and the UK to to victory, I suppose. Um, he well, he was quite opinionated, fair. weren't he? Yeah, to be fair, he didn't guide all of Europe to no, victory. Yeah, um, he he guided the UK to victory and yeah. the Allies. Um, but his, his statue was uh, vandalised. Someone sprayed on there. Churchill, I think, underneath he put was a racist. I mean, obviously, they they clearly haven't heard who he was up against at the time. Who uh, he, he could definitely <laughs> uh, definitely give him a run for his money on that front. And uh, what amazed me though was that they have, as you say put a massive great big box around the statue of Winston Churchill and various other statues. Um, it just It's very disappointing this day and age that the vast majority of government PPE is, seems to be going to <laughs> statues and not NHS workers who actually might need it a lot more. Ridiculous. So the title of our podcast today is Churchill in a Box and here is our little song, instead of Living in a Box, by Living in a Box, it's Churchill in a Box. Churchill in a Box. Churchill in a Box. It's Winston in a Metal Box. It's Churchill in a Box. It's Winston in a metal box, it's Churchill in a box. It's Winston in a metal box, it's Churchill in a box. It's Winston in a metal box, we're not talking about the dog, no, no. It's Churchill in a metal box, it's Churchill in a box. It's Winston in a metal box, it's Churchill in a box. It's Winston in a metal box, it's Churchill in a box. It's Winston in a metal box. Took me ages those lyrics. So, uh, what have you been up to, Fisher? 
Well, should we just claim that we had the same conversation that we had uh, yesterday morning where I claimed I've been watching last night's uh, Pointless Celebrities? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, let's, well let's, tell, let's me, tell me about Pointless Celebrities, Fisher. Well, I've just been watching it now. If we imagine now, it was yesterday morning. Um, <laughs> it was uh, it was on Saturday evening. That seems to be getting a bit of a prime time slot nowadays, Pointless Celebrities. And obviously, Pointless Celebrities is the celebrity version of the TV show Pointless. It's not just a documentary about the life and times of Piers Morgan. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um and the, the the question was, can you name a word in the first half of the alphabet, so from A to M, uh, that ends with the letters O-L-E? Uh, and the contestants put in some absolutely amazing answers. One person said guacamole, which I think scored nine points. Um, and then a pointless answer, the contestant said asystole, which is something to do with the heartbeat, which I thought was a fantastic answer. Guess what I came up with? Go on. Bumhole. Well done, Fisher. <laughs> so, was that the right answer? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't watch whether it was. No one else seemed to get it, unfortunately. Right. Uh, they, did say, they did say a blowhole was a pointless answer, which well. obviously is what uh, Wales have got on top of. Yeah. Well, so, you you technically we correct, I suppose. Uh, yeah. What uh, What have you been up to, Jimbo? Well, what I've been up to, I've been trying to get this bloody live stream working, aren't I? To no, oh, well, no avail, no success. And also, I've prepared an amazing beer quiz, which I thought we'd do live on National Beer Day, but as it happens, no one's going to see it until tomorrow now. Okay, well, I, well when was National Beer Day? Was it today? today? Now, right today. now, right now as well, we speak. Which brings well, us things on... Have gone to, things have gone to plan originally. We're doing it a day early, won't we? So Yeah, but in, in preparation for people ready for National Beer Day, now it's gone afterwards. I mean, it's not the best yeah, well. day to have National Beer Day on, is it, anyway, on a Monday? Not really. I mean, why, why have they locked it into a specific date and not just sort of like the last Friday of August or something like that? Like Father's Day and stuff like that. Yeah. Which it yeah. is next Sunday. So yeah. if anyone, if anyone uh, wants to get me anything for Father's Day, because I'm a father, um, feel free to get me something that will actually get me a laptop that will work or a, or something that will help me live stream. Yeah. Uh, it looks like you're trying to open your beer. I am, yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming we're moving to that part of the show. We are, yeah. <laughs> uh, on to the beers then. With it being National Beer Day, I've got a beer. Um I mean, we have one every episode, don't we, to be fair? And, and yes, and actually, if we'd have done this podcast yesterday, at the time we agreed, you wouldn't have had a beer because you said it was too early, even though the, the podcast was going to be largely about National Beer Day. And that was well, a bit was, disappointing. It was, it was about half past 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, and I'd just finished my breakfast. I didn't fancy having a beer sort of first thing in the morning. But it was National oh. Beer Day podcast. Okay, so what are you drinking, Jim? Commitment to the cause, Fisher. So this, then, is Little Victories, which I was hoping to be able to say, you know what, it took us a bit of time, but we finally got on live streaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's Little Victories, as it is. I suppose the Little Victories that we're actually managing to record it, I suppose. Okay. Well, I've got a drink called Nevermind. Um, <laughs> no, so obviously it's, um, it's UK National Beer Day, uh, so I've got a Belgian lager. Um, I've, got some, I've got some Stella Artoris, as Mickey Flanagan would call it. Uh, are you going to drink it out of the bottle? I'm drinking straight out of the bottle. Right, could be a I bit might, more might... creative with your beers, Fisher. Uh, well, to be honest, it's just kind of what I've got, so I might as well drink it at some point. You need to, um, you, you need to get onto some of our fine local uh, beer breweries and delivery services and get yourself a stock of some tasty stuff. I tell you what, this actually might... over. You're, you've only got this because you left. You left. You, uh, you changed jobs at work and they sent you that <laughs> no, as a present. But I prepare. I, no, I, I always go to the Asda and I find something different if I can, which is diff- getting difficult. But right. I'm not lying. This might be the best. This might be the best one I've had on the podcast from first sip. This is beautiful. 
not being funny, but you said we should embrace the local beer services um, and the local brewers, and you just said, I've been to the Asda to get mine. <laughs> no, that's because it was in lockdown and before the beer delivery services kicked back in. So, But anyway, <laughs> so how's your stellar artois, Fisher? I don't know, I've not poured it. I'm having, I'm having it out the glass because I'm a very cultured young man. Well... Anyway, what are those three anyway? Uh, so do you want? Do you want to do? Uh, in fact, hold on. Give us a second. <laughs> Thought I'd give you time to pour your beer, but what's your show and tell this week, Fisher? Uh, I've changed items just before uh, just before going live on broadcast. It's not a wire, is uh, it? That would have helped us with live streaming. Uh, it is not. It was. It was going to be uh, a piece of headwear, but I've decided against it. And it was only because I was wearing this shirt. It, it reminded me of what happened on one of the first times I wore this shirt. Um, and there's two options. Um, one of the first times I wore this shirt was going down to a local pub uh, commercial, Station Road, Chapel Town. Um, there we go. Promoting, promoting an actual local business there, Jimbo, that sells beer as opposed to the Asda. Do, 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 do you drink Stella Artois there as well, Fisher? No, nah, they don't sell it anymore. Um, <laughs> I will drink some real ale or I will drink uh, whatever continental beers they've got. It's quite, uh, it's quite lively, isn't it? Because it's busy all over the place, Marcella. I'll, I'll not lie, this this one I've got is, is seriously up there. If, I, if I'd have kept a list of best beers I've had on the podcast, this is going to be up there. It's, it's really nice. I, I didn't tell you enough about it. Mondo Brewing Co. Little Victories Session IPA, 4.3%. Um, I, I kind of wanted to say it tastes a bit... It's got, it's got raspberry in it, but I don't think it has. I think that might just be a bit... I don't know, something going on in my head, but it tastes really nice. Okay. Um, Sorry well, to cut in there. But, but, yeah, thanks for that. Uh, so what's that going to do with the shirt that I'm wearing? I so just... anyway, it's the shirt, the shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not sure if you can see it. It's, um, it's got sort of like red and white stripes on it, or sort of like a maroon, maroon and red, red, uh, and white. red and white stripes. Aren't you a Sheffield Wednesday fan? Uh, I am a Sheffield Wednesday fan, but I'm allowed to wear colours that aren't Sheffield Wednesday colours. I, I couldn't bring myself to do that. Oh, well, never mind. Well, you, that, that, that probably says a lot about the fashion choices that you made in life. <laughs> um, so, on the first occasion I wore this, or one of the first occasions I wore this into a local pub, a fellow customer turned around to me and said, Hey up, where's Wally's ear? <laughs> or is it on the first occasion, or one of the first occasions I wore this into the local pub, uh, a fellow customer said to me, I really like that shirt. Where, whereabouts do you get it from? And I said, I don't know, I can get it from whichever shop I go from. I said, yeah, yeah, I've been looking for something like that. Reminds me of the kind of thing my granddad would have worn. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> was this, the same, was this the same person you're talking to who said this? Is it someone you know? It was well. One of them's not true, so um, yeah. Yeah. Let, let's 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 say that uh, on <laughs> each occasion it was the same person. Okay. And is is this person somebody that you know, or was they a customer you'd not seen before? No, it's somebody I know fairly well. Okay. So were they saying any of those in a jokey sense? Oh, well, obviously the first one would have been a jokey sense. I don't think he actually thought you were. Where's Wally? Um, no, well, no. I mean, to be fair, he would have. You, you wouldn't be able to find me if I was. Surely, <laughs> otherwise, defeat the whole object of the, of that. Could find the wizard, could find the candy canes yeah. and the dog, but he couldn't find couldn't find you. Um, yeah. So, in the, but the second one, w- w- where he he said, you know, reminds me of something me my granddad would have wore. Was he yeah. re- was he saying that in a jokey sense as well, or was it, or was he being serious that he wanted something like it? Uh, I think he was saying it in quite an affectionate style, to be honest. That uh, it reminded him of his grandfather. So, so he was serious when he said it in in that version of events. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it was reference to the kind of collar on it, which is a bit oh, unusual. Okay. Um, so it's not sort of it's not particularly a polo shirt. It's not. I think it's not often you get a obviously a polo shirt are the ones with the collars on there. So it's a t-shirt, but it's got kind of a, a button-up top I, on it. Which I, th- is... I think I remember them being in fashion. Um, 
You granddad had one, didn't he? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, no, but I, I remember wearing those types of tops, and I, I would say it was probably like about 2012, 13. I remember them first being something that was kind of popular at the time, maybe. Um, I, I like them. I don't I have like to break them. it to you, Jimbo, but I probably did buy this top in about 2012, 13, ah, maybe even before them. There you go. So that's, 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 that, that's, okay. Um, yeah. So did this, it's a gentleman, this person who said it, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. And have you wore it many times since, or did it kind of put you off wearing it? No, I still wear it. Um, I don't care what people think about my dress sense, Jimbo. You, you know that. Um, you've, you've seen some of the things I've worn over the years. And then, you know, um, and then, and then there's I, your hair. But uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> well, to be fair, that is going all over the place a little bit at the moment. Um, well, who's isn't? I, who's isn't? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, to be fair, some people have had a lockdown haircut, so it has, yeah. they have had it shaved off or whatever. But so, yeah, I'm still, I've still not had mine touched at all in the last sort of four or five months. Not sure about yourself. There's a, there's a Sheffield Wednesday player who had hair treatment, like, you know, the, the, the sort oh, yeah. of artificial the hair treatment. Style. Yeah. yeah. And he's got a headband in now. That's how that's how much it's worked. He's actually had to have one of those headbands in to prevent it from from going in his uh, his face. Yeah. Well, well good anyway. on him. Um, so yeah, I, I do wear this. I've taken it on holiday with me before. I've got a pair of shorts that it kind of matches with, so it makes quite a nice quite a nice outfit. Matches with a microphone as well, so I thought it's good for podcasting. I don't know whether I've worn this for a previous podcast or not. I don't think I have. So I think I don't think it stands out to me as a, I wouldn't. I mean, it's hard to tell over Skype because it does kind of go a bit weird. Um, it's strobing a bit. It maybe. does strobe a little bit, yeah. But I don't think it stands out to me as where's Wally. It doesn't even look like the quite quite the right tone of red. Which uh, no, it's, it's a little bit. Uh, to be fair, it is a little bit darker. Than is it a bit more Wally's maroon? Before. Maybe it's it's a little bit more maroon, yeah. Yeah. But then to be fair, it's not often you see people in red and white striped t-shirts that look like where's Wally. So. Um, it's, it's probably it's probably a similar colour to what the baddie wears, but it's not got the yellow in between it. Yeah, okay. So so I think in that case, then, it's the other one that sounds more believable. And, and they said it either jokingly or they were serious. And they said that, yeah, it reminds them of the granddad. And I think that would have made you think, oh. So there you go. That's 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 what I'm, I'm going to... That's what I'm going to go with. Okay. And you would be correct. Well done. You know, I've got a terrible record when it comes to quizzes. Um, but I've got a good record when it comes to your show and tell, haven't I? Yeah, yeah. And you've got a bad well rec- you've got a bad record when it comes to my show and tell. Yeah, I mean, I, I was actually going to choose something different, which I'll, I'll use another week. But it was just literally as I was coming into the uh, into the studio, by studio I mean, you know, bedroom. Um, I remember, I remembered. I was going to say to you actually, one of the first times I wore this top, this happened. I thought actually I might as well use it for show and tell uh, item and stuff. So I thought maybe making up the Where's Wally thing was possibly feasible. There we go. But it did, it, it did say, yeah, that's the kind of thing my granddad would have worn. It's got a granddad collar on it, look. <laughs> um, which I, th- I think it, 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 I think he said it in an affectionate way. He seemed to. Or if, if not, it could keep a straight face when he was saying it. Well, I, you know, maybe he was a very stylish granddad and you could take it as a compliment. Uh, well, yeah, let's, let's, let's hope that. Months of lockdown is really taking its toll on people's bodies. Maybe it's time to try something new and prepare for the new normal. Introducing Zumba! A virtual fitness class to music. So it's a bit like fitness dance. You know, Zumba. But it's different because it's online, on Zoom, and it's called Zumba! Work off that lockdown booty. Burn off those COVID calories. Pick up your dumbbells and Zumba! With us. If you don't have dumbbells or weights, just use a baby or a small child. We're even releasing our own branded energy bars. Want to know what we've called them? Yep, you've guessed it. Zoom bars. 
Zumba with us today. Babies and small children should be wearing full protective clothing should you wish to use them as weights in our fitness classes. If you don't have babies or small children, you can buy them from us. Okay, so um, it is time for the National Beer Day quiz. Are you ready for this, Fisher? I was, I'm really proud of this quiz. I think you're going to really enjoy it. And I think listeners would have enjoyed listening to it, li- watching it and taking part in it live as well. Sadly, wasn't to be. Wasn't to be. Um, they can take part in it sort of at their leisure when listening to it, can't they? They can do. They can do. But I'd like to. one day I'd like to pit the listeners against you in a live situation. Although technically, we're not always live, are we? Because... The listeners are kind of like a couple of minutes behind us, aren't they, sometimes? I think it's only about 20 seconds or so, something yeah. like that. Anyway. Um, but that said, with the, with, the, with the speed we go out, that could be miles behind, Jimbo. Are, are you ready? So I am go. ready. It's National Beer Day today, um, and I thought I'd do a beer quiz for you, okay? So it's not going to be particularly about, in particular, beers or anything. It's going to be about things to do with beer and drinking and those kind of things, okay? Uh, you did something a bit similar a few weeks ago when you did something about uh, things people have done while drunk. Um, so it's not going to be much about that, but it's going to be more about other types of things. So, first one then. A Glasgow man is reported to have had the longest ever recorded hangover after drinking 60 pints in one session. 60 pints. How long is a hangover said to have occurred over? Okay. You've got three options. A, 14 days. B, 24 days. Or C, 28 days. And um, 60 pints is a lot. My, my friends in... And it's not something I do because I get very bored after drinking so much, and, and I, my body cannot deal with the same flavour and the and the bubbles, and I just can't. Yeah. I can't do it. I, I think I get to about maximum seven or eight, and I've I've had enough. I need something more refreshing or something different. Yeah. Like, but anyway, but so I I couldn't drink twenty one, uh, you know, sixty pints in one go. But my friends aim for twenty. Well, their aim is for twenty one because one of the dads in the group said that he did twenty one once, which I think is a myth but people think it's real, so they always aim for 21. 21. I think they've managed it a couple of times. It can't be good for you. So how far have they got in the attempt at doing 21? I believe they've done it, apparently, but like I said, I I don't know. Not something I ever want to try. So what beer was it? I I think think it's just standard lager, standard lager. Yeah. You thought even 21 pints of water would be uh, be quite telling, because you'd have to go to the toilet all the time, wouldn't you? Yeah. That reminds me, Fisher. Just need to... (laughs) (laughs) Not after last week. Um... Uh, that, yeah, we were meant to sort of do an apology of the week, but haven't, haven't we skipped the order again, by the way? Never mind. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I was supposed to apologise for leaving Fisher last week uh, while I went to yeah. the toilet for the first time in however many years we've been doing this podcast, or how many episodes? Oh. Well, we're on to episode 67 today, aren't we? So, um, I've had to get up and get my bottle opener before. Yeah, I think, trying to think when we started doing this, 2012? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, eight years. Nine episodes. No, we are I know we had a hiatus for a while, didn't we, for about four years, but yeah. we've been back and going strong for the last three years or so. But anyway, back to the question. So, how much did he have to drink? I, I keep having a, even no, having no. a hangover last he, he week. Had, he had 60. He had 60, 60 pounds. pounds yeah. it's how long is a hangover? 14 even, days, 24 or 28 days? Even, even a hangover for 14 days seems like a long time. Even if you had 60 pints, I mean, oh, it's a lot of beer. Well, you'd have thought sort of after three or four days it'd sort of clear up. Yeah, but I think, I, mean, I I do believe that I have had hangovers that have stre- that have, have probably gone into a, you know maybe when they've been bad. It's certainly like pushing on a week when you've just not felt right a for week? a week. Yeah, I think so. Now you know now I'm a bit older. I must admit it's times when I've really gone over the top and should have you know thought about what yeah. I was doing. Isn't it strange? You don't. I, I never. Whenever you've been abroad, I never seem to get as as bad a trouble in the morning with hangovers. 
Oh, it's because the beer's watered down a lot more, and if you if you're drinking if you're drinking beers for a euro on the on the seafront at wherever it is, it's only oh, it's not proper beer. It's only uh, watered down stuff. It's only a few percent. That'll be why. Same as if you're in an all-inclusive hotel. So how long did his hangover last for? I think I think it might be 24 days. Okay, and you would be <laughs> incorrect. It lasted. Four weeks, 28 days. 28 days. And it was diagnosed by a hospital, or the hospital in Glasgow, because he, he went in after about a week saying he's, he's still suffering with these headaches and he couldn't, you know, and they couldn't put the finger on what it was, but they worked out that it was actually still a hangover he was suffering from after that he told them what he'd, what he'd done and they monitored him and looked at him and everything and they reported that still four weeks later he, 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 was, he was still having the same symptoms and then, he, and then he came off it. So there you go. The, the, the... Of course, they gave him blood tests, didn't they? And it all came out all foamy and everything. And, um... <laughs> um, next then, at any given time, what percentage of the world's population is drunk? Okay, is it A, 0.7 percent, B, 4.4.3 percent, or C, 7.9 percent? Well, I mean, I don't think it can be that many because not everyone drinks. Bear in mind, there's certain certain countries where I think drinking probably is not particularly very popular at all. Um, because I'd be intrigued to know kind of what percentage of the population actually are uh, of the entire world are drinkers. So I think it's going to be the lowest. And even then, you, you don't see people drunk all the time anyway. I mean, so one in a hundred. I, I think it's going to be the lowest one. I think it's going to be. Have you ever been to Barnsley? Uh, well, yeah, but we're talking about the entire world, not yeah. just not just Barnsley, Jimbo. And to be fair, I'm sure those good folk of Barnsley, uh, <laughs> yeah, they might have had one too many Barnsley bitters, but they'll be fine. There's a difference between been having consumed alcohol recently and being drunk as well, haven't there, sir? I think it's going to be the lowest one out of lots. Did you say it was 0.7%? Yep. There you go. Yeah, 0.7% uh, of 0.6 are uh, in Ireland. Um, I'm only joking. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, you're right there. That's 50 million people at one time in the world are are drunk, apparently. Imagine if all them met up. Um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be a rate, rate night. Out, <laughs> that, that's almost... You're knocking on towards being close towards the entire population of England there, I think, aren't you? Yeah, which is which is Outside pretty. Sixty is it sixty million in the UK or something like that? I think I think near towards about seventy million nowadays. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's... around that. So I think England's probably about sort of sixty million or so. So the world's strongest beer has what alcohol percentage? Um, A is it four point? Uh, sorry, forty-five point six percent. B fifty-eight point nine percent, or C sixty-seven point five percent. Does it say who this is made by? Is it made by Brewdog? Uh, it is. It's not made by um, Brewdog. Um, it not? is brewed in Scotland, and it's called Snake Venom. All oh, right, because I, th- I think for a while, uh, Brewdog, the I think fairly fairly well known brewing company nowadays, um, made a few drinks. Sort of, I think made one called Sink the Bismarck and one called Tactical Nuclear Penguin, which were very very strong beers, and they were I think about forty five percent. So, did you say there was an option that was sort of 50 or so percent? Uh, 58.9% and the last yeah, one was I'll, 67.5%. I'll go for 58.9%. So, well done on eliminating one of the answers, uh, because you know Brewdog do something at, at the sort of 45 mark, or you think they did. Um, it, so, you, you kind of did right there, but you didn't go high enough. It was 67.5%, uh, which I think is, uh, the, uh, is what the Glasgow man was drinking. <laughs> 60 pints off I'm pretty sure it won't last that long What's this, can you remember what the strongest percentage beer you've ever drank is uh, I've drunk I'm sure I've drunk some that have been about 10% sort of some real ales um, that you have at some of these real ale uh, festival events and what have you I there's a beer called Old Tom 
that I've drunk before, and I think that's about a 10% beer. So uh, I can't remember who made it, but I, I got given it in one of those real old-style things that your granddad had. Oh, uh, it has around the rim. Uh, no, it got sort of, it was got like sort of all that almost that ice cube texture on the side of oh, it. Oh, right, okay, and yeah. The handle. Um, so yeah, I drank it out of one of those. Old Tom, I think it was 10 point something percent. Mm, yeah. Wait, as you're asking the next question, I'm going to try and Google it and work out what uh, what percentage it was. Well, it was the the strongest beer I've had uh, was also probably same place you had your strongest beer then at uh, the commercial in Chapel Town. Big shout out to them once again. We keep giving them a shout. Basically, our, our podcast local, aren't they? If, they, if we if the podcast was going to have a local yeah. pub, that would be it. Um, so I drank some fit some Durham Redemption. Uh, one of their beer festivals, which was 12.5%, um, and it was like drinking treacle. It was mo- it tasted yeah. more like red wine, uh, but it was a beer, and it, I wasn't well. Basically, I went. I, I stood at the bar with my mate Ed, and uh, we said we're going to go for this strong one, having a bit of a laugh at herself. So I ordered mine. Ed sat there, watched me have a sip and pull a face. Ed goes, I'll have a, uh, <laughs> I'll have a Yorkshire Blonde, please. <laughs> so I'm sat there drinking this uh, this drink, and uh, oh, it was that it it was. I mean, some people obviously people would say it was very nice who, who like beer and who like that strong kind of beer, um, but it really wasn't for me. Um, now it was a dark beer as well. I tend to prefer lighter beers, but they do say that the darker the beer is, the more alcohol it tends to have in it. Apparently, um, is is the general rule. Um, next then. At the World Wife Carrying Championships in Finland, the prize is the wife's weight in beer. What would be the minimum amount of beer you could win in pints based on the minimum weight entry criteria? Okay. Okay. And oh, it's I'm just in, guessing. In um, pints. So... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, I can, give you, I, I can give you pints if you like. So, yeah, uh, so A, um, 56.7 pints. B, 86.2 pints, or C, 104.2 pints. So which of those is the minimum you could win based on what the minimum weight criteria is to enter? So you can't basically carry a child in the yeah. World Wife Championships. You know, it's not it's not like some of those uh, Malaysian countries or whatever. I'm only joking, of course. Um, I think we, we you kind of... Uh, I'm assuming that a, a pint weighs... I mean, in a pint of beer, it's five. Is it 568 millilitres in a pint. And I'm presuming that that equates to 568 grams. So, say 100 pints. I suppose it would be uh, useful if I'd given you, like, how much does 10 pints weigh or something like that. Do you want me to, yeah, to find so that out for you? How much? I think, no, I, th- I think 10 pints would weigh about five, 5.68 kilograms, effectively. Because I think, one, because bear in mind, your beer is 95, 96% water. It's going to have the same density as water. So I think the answer is going half, to be... Half a kilo... Half, oh, no, one pint is roughly... Oh, that doesn't work. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty much what I was saying. Yeah. Um, although I said 500 grams as opposed yeah, to yeah. half a kilogram. It's almost as I know what I'm talking about, and I've got an <laughs> A-level in math, isn't it? So I think it's going to be... Was one of the options 56.8? Uh, one of the options was... Um, let's have a look. 56.7 pints, 86.2 oh. pints, or 104.2 pints. 50, yeah, I'm going to say 56.8. No, it's not going to be 56.2 pints because that'd end up if someone that and that's in pints. So yeah. if it was that, then it, the person would end up weighing about 30 kilos, wouldn't they? Um, so was there an option that was? So what were the other two options then? 86.2 or 104.2. I'm going to say 104.2 because I think that probably equates to weighing around 50 or 60 kilograms. A lot, 
lot of uh, hard work there, a bit a lot of legwork to try and get to that answer, but you just went a bit too far. So the minimum yeah. the minimum weight uh, you have to be ten to the World Wife Championships in Finland, and there is a UK version by the way, which then you get you go through to Finland, <laughs> you get a place right. in Finland yeah. and so on. <laughs> we'll go to Finland. Uh, Forty nine kilograms you need to be, so that would be eighty six point two pints. Um, All right, so yeah. yeah, I mean to be fair, I've got my calculations wrong, but I did say about fifty or sixty kilos, so you know not too far off. See, it'd be a shame. You like, you kind of want your wife to be as heavy as possible, don't you? So that you win more beer, but then you're less likely to win. It's harder to carry, yeah. So um, yeah, a real moral dilemma there. But it's, it's, <laughs> it's, could you like borrow a slightly heavier wife? But yeah. it's just worth pointing out. You do, um, you know that it's, it's, it, you know, although it's called the World Wife Championships, which sounds like a quite old-fashioned sort of thing. Uh, they do have uh, same-sex couples, and they have. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all modern yeah. now. It, you know, yeah. they are, they are very inclusive as well. When I when I've actually looked at this, uh, certainly the UK version is, and I, I believe Finland's the same. But I mean, something worth checking. Uh, anyway, next then, uh, John Evans holds the world record for balancing the most pints of beer on top of his head. How many pints is it? Is it sixty, hundred and twenty-five? Uh, sorry, sixty, which, which is A, or B, hundred twenty-five, or C, two hundred and thirty-five. Right. Um... I mean, I, I, there was a girl I went with, uh, who I used to know, who went down to the local pub, who could do a similar thing, uh, balancing pint glasses on her head. Her name was Beatrix. Um, <laughs> I knew something was coming then. Did you say a girl? Uh, I, did you say a girl I went with as well? Yeah, well, sorry, I meant girl I went to the pub with. Met in the pub. Because that made me think there's a joke coming up here as well. Of <laughs> course, yeah. Clearly a false story. What we're talking about? He doesn't know any girls. Um, so. I'm assuming it doesn't just balance one on top of each other. So it must be. I'm assuming it's something along the lines of he balances them on a piece of plywood or something. Surely. Yeah, well, you've seen people who like, you know, like uh, I suppose like at sport events and stuff in the, you know, like cartoons. You'll see him carrying things on the head, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. So I think it's gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say it's gonna be like. I'm gonna say it's the biggest one. So it was 325. 235 is the biggest one. 235. Yeah, we'll go for that. Well done, correct. Um, so, yeah, he got 235 on top of his head, and he's actually been, he's, he's had his head scanned and researched by the University <laughs> of uh, Glasgow to see whether that man <laughs> who had all those drinks could, instead of drinking them, balance it. No, I'm joking. No, uh, University of Derby did some tests on him to see um, what was going on with his head, and was it any different to anyone else's, and is it, is it sol- has he got a solid skull, and, and all those kind of things. Don't actually know what the outcomes are of that, but anyway... Next yeah, the outcome was that he got more time on his hands than anyone else, and therefore <laughs> could actually do these things where he balanced up on his head. Surely he had accidents and and you know and and mishaps doing with this trick, and he must have got covered in, in and wasted a lot of beer at some point. Yeah, how did he get him off it your must... head? Getting him off your head must be a nightmare. Well, he must use plastic pipe pots. Surely he can't use glass ones because otherwise it would just. Well, no, but like it's gonna to get them back off his head. Surely a lot of a lot of beer is gonna be wasted. So do you think like people put straws in them, like just and stand around him and just drink? How do you think? Think they did like those fountains that you get at uh, weddings with the yeah. plain glasses. And they poured it into the top one and just like flowed all the way down with lager. Yeah. Well, surely they would, they would, why would they put a lager in it? Surely you just put water in there. It's not so there's any. Well, as we've already identified, there's no major difference with density. Good point. But then for the Guinness World Records, I bet it's that particular that you have to have balanced a certain type of beverage on your head. And, Wait, and so a pint of Guinness what? World Records and make, make sure they did Guinness in there. <laughs> good, good point. Which brings us, brings us nicely on to the next question, actually. Uh, more, Guinness. more Guinness is drank in Nigeria than Ireland. True or false? Oh. Um, hmm. 
obviously it's popular in Ireland, particularly on some... Well, it's popular in Ireland anyway. Actually, is it popular in Ireland? I don't know. It's popular with British tourists in Ireland. I know that much. Um, I I do think that I've seen that a few African countries in particular are very keen drinkers of Guinness. So I think Nigeria could be one of them. I think there's a couple of other countries as well that drink a hell of a lot of Guinness. So I think it's true that more Guinness is drunk in Nigeria than Ireland. I think I've, I've, I've been on the tour of the Guinness storehouse, and I think it came up there when I did that in 2009. Yeah. A good memory I've got from 11 years ago. <laughs> so it's it's um, it's true, and yeah, it, it's a weird one. Um, in, in fact, Ni- the Nigerians, or, or you know, in whichever country it's popular in as well, because obviously, like you said, they're all over countries, they don't even really know, in many cases, where the drink originates from, because... It's just kind of what they've had forever. And, and even Guinness are quite clever at marketing the fact that this, because they want it to, to have a bit of ownership to the, of a sense of ownership to the African countries as well, because they drink it because a lot of the marketing's about it making you strong. And which, you know, apparently there are certain qualities to Guinness, aren't there? That, that um, there's some, some beneficial qualities to, to Guinness as well. Some of the things that are in it, like, is it the iron content? And yeah, I was going like to say that? it's got a lot of iron in there. I've, I've heard years ago that pregnant ladies were recommended they should drink Guinness. Well, Whether or not that's true or from the not, research I've done in Nigeria, they say that it's it's <laughs> even good for your uh, sexual performance. And, and again, that's another reason it might be quite well drank. Um, but the, yeah, it, it is. It is. But it's slightly different as well. So it's not. If you had a version of it from Nigeria, you probably it probably wouldn't taste like the same drink. But yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, I think they say the same. That it's, it's, it's the version you drink in the UK in England is very different to the version you drink in Ireland. Although I've been drunk in both England and Ireland, I really couldn't tell the difference whatsoever. I've never personally been a fan of Guinness. Uh, some a lot of friends are, and a lot of my friends don't really drink real ales or don't really like real ales that much. But they are also the ones that like Guinness, which is which is I find a bit strange. Um, yeah. But yeah, there you go. It's just because it's got a particular taste. Is? It's a stout, isn't it? No, it's a porter. Is it not? Oh, I thought it was a, a stout. There we go. It's a porter, not a stout, yeah, apparently. Do a lot of people get that wrong? Uh, I think so, yeah. I, I, it was only been on the Guinness tour, get, let's say, a number get of Get off, quiz. this is my quiz. Give over. <laughs> <laughs> Next question, is Guinness a porter <laughs> or a stout? Well, actually, we're sticking with Guinness. Uh, 1,000, uh, sorry, I'm going to get this completely wrong. 162,719 pints of Guinness are wasted each year because of what? Okay. Is it A, drip trays, because Guinness heads tend to be more frothy and more froth is pushed off the top to make sure you've not got too large a head? Or is it B, moustaches? <laughs> yeah, so it, it gathers in the moustache and, yeah. Um, this didn't oh, feature in your moustache quiz the other week, did it? It didn't, no. So it must be must not be true then. I think that I think that it will drop into the drip trays. I think a lot of it will just kind of, yeah, it'll, you'll wait for the head, people getting, you meant to... There was a thing on the advert years ago, wasn't it? It takes however long to pull the perfect pint of Guinness. I think it's about 80 seconds or something like that. Um, so well, I that's, think... Maybe that's why their slogan used to be good things come, come to those who wait, possibly. Yes, I think I, I believe that's the case. Um, so is, I think that it probably... Which is why is those that... waiting for our live stream, you wait and it'll be better than ever. We'll have, we'll have sparkly jackets on, fireworks, pyrotechnics. Yeah. We'll, we'll have smell-o-vision, everything. Yeah, I suspect we probably won't, so let's try and manage expectations <laughs> there a bit. But I think... I think it'll end up in drip trays because I think people get too impatient at pulling the pint, we'll pour more in and they'll let it just seep out onto the... No, so uh, I think more is probably wasted in drip trays, but the number 
Uh, I think a lot more is probably wasted than drip trays, but the number there, uh, 162,719 pints, is actually lost in moustaches because of really? the frothiness of a, of a Guinness. So there you That's go. That's a very accurate number, isn't it? People should just, the, like, the... after a night out, they should take the moustaches off, wring it out, and yeah. save up the Guinness and have it the next day up or something like that. Or, you know, just when they get in, you know, when it's time to draw the curtains, helps you perform better in bed and all that, you know. Just sort of lick it off your moustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next then. Okay, we're going to get a bit explicit now, I'm afraid. So anyone who's got children nearby, I suggest you um, switch off the audio or just take it away to another room. I'm going to... A warning, explicitness is coming up, okay? And I can't help it because it's part of the quiz. And I'm not purposely being explicit. I'm just saying... I'm just doing the quiz, okay? So apologies in advance for this, okay? Anyone who doesn't like swearing. But it, it, you'll see that it may, it forms part of the quiz. It's relevant, okay? I'm not going to swear for no reason. We never do that, do we? We never, we never swear for no pissing reason, do we? Um, anyway. You see, you can't, you can't even... You can't I, even I can't, I can't, even, I can't swear, even say... Pro- well, you're going to get one, okay? So, okay. There, uh, so there is a beer with an explicit name, named after a village in Austria. But what is the beer called? Are you ready, Fisher? Is it A, yep. fucking hell, or is it B... Cunting Lichter. Uh, well, to be fair, actually, I'm trying to cover my ears, but all I'm doing is pressing the headphones in closer <laughs> towards my ears, meaning that, yeah, actually, yeah, Hear I got it even more clear. even louder. Yeah. So, uh, A, I... don't want to repeat the, <laughs> repeat the possible I don't, I don't want to repeat the words. No, of course not. <laughs> You're going to have to give it's... one of them, though. So, well, so now I'm you've got the, you've got the old well debate now. of whether you give the give the, you, you give the answer as the one that you prefer to say live. Well, not live, as we've covered already. You, the one that you'd rather say on the podcast, or you give the answer that you, you think is the right answer. Uh, well, that makes it suggest that uh, I think you know full well I probably won't say the option B live on the podcast. But uh, that could be the right answer. You, do you really think it's A or do you, you just don't want to say the other one? No, I think it's A because I think there is a town called that in Austria. So I need your, pro- I I think, need, I need your answer, please. Because I think the place called A often has their road sign stolen. I was reading the news report about <laughs> it a number of years ago that there's a town called Effing in So, So what's Austria. your answer? It's A. No, I need, you, I need your proper answer. What did, what did you say for A was again? You you know what was it? What's the, what's the answer? I know I know I know it was called fucking something, but I can't remember the second part of the name. You've you've said the worst bit. Hell. Hell. Okay. <laughs> well done. So yeah, there is a a town called that in Austria. I'm not going to repeat it any more than I need to. Um, and hell is actually uh, in German because it's a German beer. It's actually uh, hell's German for pale. So that's uh, where right, it comes okay. from. Okay, next then. Um, nine. Beer and what have the same levels of acidity? And again, <laughs> I thought we've, we've used we've used explicit. Well, it's not really explicit. It's not explicit. It's not explicit. It's it's it's, it's a scientific term. So a, yep. what's got the same um, acid acidity as beer? Is it a skunk spray? B Schweppes lemonade? There's no phony friend on this. I'm afraid. Sorry, Fisher. C, or or your dad? C yep. a vagina. <laughs> Surely the third option doesn't have a acidity rating. I wouldn't have thought. Um, B. Can't be Schweppes on the night. I'm assuming you just put that in there just to annoy me um, and make reference to my dad working at Schweppes, even though he doesn't work at Schweppes. I never have. But maybe that's why I put it in. Or a skunk spray, which is—is is it called must? A skunk skunk spray? Not sure. I think, yeah, I think it's called must. Um, I think it must be that. I'm going to say it's A. <laughs> skunk spray. No, you obviously don't know enough about sweat. I'm only joking. No, it's not. It is. Uh, it is a vagina. Apparently, it? <laughs> has the same just, levels of acidity. Just, 
just a vagina? Does it have to be a specific one or just kind of any? I'd, I'd like to know how the research was done there. Like, if the, you know, mm. they got... Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> what were they doing? What were they doing to work that out? Anyway, why? Why? I don't know. Anyway, um, next. This is your last question. Uh, okay. Ten. Carlsberg Special Brew was cr- uh, created for who? A. Harold Wilson. B. Winston Churchill in a box. It's Churchill in a metal <laughs> box. It's Churchill in a box. Or was it C. Peter Schmeichel? Uh, well, Peter Schmeichel obviously is from Denmark, same as um, Carlsberg. So I don't see particularly because the special brews are really strong stuff in it. So it's kind of like Carling Gold Label or um, Carlsberg Special Brew. I think you're talking. Is it coming the gold, golden red cans? Yeah, is it supposed to be like a bit, a bit like sort of like a homebrew type? Taste or like almost like they tried to recreate a homebrew type thing. Is that what they kind no, of? No, I think or? I think it's just very strong. So I oh, think you're right, talking beer that's sort of eight, seven, eight percent kind of thing. So it's very, very strong. Um, so basically, if you want to get drunk a lot faster than you generally speaking would drink that instead of um, your normal session beers, as it would, uh, as people would refer to them as. So could it be Churchill? Could it be Harold Wilson? I don't see why it would be Harold Wilson. Um, obviously, he's from he's from Huddersfield, isn't he? Uh, local lad. Churchill, could the why? Why specifically would you create a really strong beer for Churchill? Why would people from Denmark? Well, he's, he's in that box now, so he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna need something to pass the time. Yeah, I don't know how long he's gonna stay in there for. Um, I think obviously for Churchill is his famous speech, isn't he? We will fight. The, oh, I gotta feel a bit sick now. Um, obviously, which was no, I'm only joking. <laughs> uh, I think it's I think it would be Churchill. <laughs> of course. It was accused of being drunk, weren't he? Was it... Um, so did someone say to him once, uh, Winston Churchill, you are very drunk, and his response was something along the lines of, uh, well, you're very ugly, but the good news is I'll be sober in the morning. Uh, Making a suggestion yeah. to be ugly permanently. Lady Astor, I think. Mm. Um, no so, idea. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, that, That's one to research for next week. Happy National Beer Day. Yep. Uh, to everyone listening, uh, although it won't be by the time you listen to this, but I hope you enjoyed the quiz. Fish, I think you did fairly well there. I think you probably got half marks, did you? Or, well, I suppose that's hey. not really very good, is it? Well, there were three options, so as long as I'm getting more than 33%, I'm doing all right, yeah. Yeah, true. I tend to give you one out of two for my quizzes as opposed to one out of three. Yeah, but I wanted to be more creative, didn't I? You know, and, right. and I thought it'd be more fun for the listeners who could take part while watching live, but obviously it didn't happen, did it? Anyway, we'll get over that soon. Very good, thank Enjo- you very much. Enjoyed that, that, though? Yeah, it was good, well done. Sure, you enjoyed it? Yep. Yeah. Are you running out of comedies to watch now that they're all being removed off Netflix and the BBC? Not to worry. We know where there's a great comedy podcast you can listen to. Sadly, it's not us. But there are plenty of great comedy podcasts on many of the popular podcasting platforms. Give them a try. So on to the news then, Fisher. Uh, do we want to start with the kind of stuff that's been kind of rumbling on? Uh, first? Can do. I mean, there's been well, obviously we touched on Churchill earlier on. Um, as I say, his, his statue being defaced uh, by protesters. Uh, there were a lot of anti anti statue. Um, no, there, there were people who were protesting against the protest and were there in London at the weekend, sort of trying to protect statues. Although I think these people managed to find a common ground, didn't they? The protesters and the people protecting statues found a real common ground, which was sort of trying to beat policemen up, I think, by the looks of it. Yeah. Uh, was my, my general understanding of it, which didn't, didn't seem very justified either. Mm. Um, so it must have been an exceptionally difficult um, difficult time for the policemen of the UK, who, generally speaking, do a very, very good job, and quite why it's thought necessary to put them under more pressure at the moment is uh, is a little bit beyond me. 
there was someone who was also has been imprisoned, I think, today for urinating next to a memorial plaque for um, the policeman. I think his name's Keith. I can't remember what his surname is off the top of my head. Who was stabbed in the uh, Westminster Bridge attack uh, two or three years ago? So is uh, this is this the uh, w- one of the people who went down to sort of anti go anti protest against the protesters who were trying to get statues removed, and they went and urinated on an actual memorial statue thing. Uh, yeah, it was, so it was Keith Keith Palmer was the name yeah. of the uh, deceased poli- uh, the policeman who was, who was unfortunately stabbed to death. Um, and the person who urinated on a statue was someone called Andrew Banks, 28. Uh, he was put in prison, I think, for 14 days. Uh, what he said was that he drunk 16 pints during Friday night and Saturday morning and had not been to sleep. Um, absolutely nothing. That's some, I, know, I know a bloke who once drank 16. <laughs> uh, and I don't, there were some people who jumped, jumped out to defend him, saying well, that... Well, the thing is, actually... thing is uh, if, if, he, if he drank 60, then by... If, if he drank 60 rather than the 16, then by the end of his prison sentence... He would have been halfway He's through still... his hangover as well. Exactly, yeah. So now he should have kept him in there for another 28 days so he fully so- to make oh, sure sorry, it's days to fully so- sobered up. Um, but yeah, there were some people who actually tried to jump out and defend him, saying that he'd actually had a piss next to the plaque as opposed to actually on it. Oh, right, well, think, okay. Yeah, it was great, yeah. Not, not a problem with that, is there? Um, I know. Yeah, yeah, that that's probably the same excuse he uses at home. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know I've pissed on the floor, but it, but it is next to the toilet, love. <laughs> We've all tried that one before, haven't we? Oh, exactly, yes. Yeah. Diff- difficult, even if you have got something to rhyme with. Uh, but it's, it's just the fact that they're there actually trying to protect statues and monuments, and uh, he's caught doing that, which obviously was, um, well, sort of, he has ended up in prison, uh, in prison over it, um, and probably, probably right or so, although to some degree you do wonder whether it's kind of a bit of a media circus to, to put him in prison. Uh, but there's been a lot of television channels, that have, uh, a lot of television programs rather that have been taken off air. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen. Uh, I think it's Gone with the Wind uh, has been removed from uh, various online streaming things because I think it's got sort of some racial connotations. Uh, and also uh, the, I mean, what you think about Gone with the Wind? I think it's from 1930s, maybe. And times are very different then. And also uh, the Matt Lucas and David Williams program, Come Fly with Me, has been removed from Netflix and I think from the BBC iPlayer. And once again, all I can say is that um, that show that featured Matt Lucas um, with a black face on, um, again, it was from a different time. It was only it was from 2010. That's a very, very different time, Jim Barrow. I mean, times have changed in the last 10 years. I know. It's not that it's long not ago. It's not as much it, as they have it, in the last 90 years. Exactly, but, uh, yeah. I mean, this is, this is, and this is the thing, isn't it? Like, th- there is a bit of understanding to be done here about about what is inappropriate and what isn't and i think there's a, a mass confusion of that of people going oh what's the spot about it's just comedy isn't it well you know some of it isn't it, you know like, like you say is it is it necessary is it, a lot of the time it's like is what's necessary isn't it it's about is that relevant is that necessary do you need to do that do you need to it's that kind of thing isn't it and understanding that so going back to what we said last week the bow selector stuff i, I still believe and 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 I know there might have been other characters in both Selector that I may have completely forgot about. And, and actually, I, rem- I was reminded of the Trisha Goddard um, character who, again, possibly was, you know, possibly may have been more in breach of what we said would be, would, wouldn't be appropriate. But when it came come to characters like, certainly like the Michael Jackson one and the Mel B, um, it, it, was, it was more character-based, wasn't it? Personality-based. And I think well, 
quite a few people, including John Barnes, stood out and said, I think they were more personality-based. But then, yeah, when it comes to Bo Selector, uh, sorry, when it comes to Little Britain, they were doing things they didn't, you know, they didn't need to to make themselves appear as a black person in, in a lot of those sketches. Just like Anton Deck, they didn't need to do that in theirs on the on the Saturday Night Takeaways. So it's about understanding, like, you know, what what is a what is necessary and what isn't, and what's the what's yeah. the reasoning behind it. And there uh, is no need to do it. I mean. I suppose the point, though, goes with the Bo Selector. I mean, if you want to play Michael Jackson, then he did actually have the option of playing as a white person, didn't he? Uh, ugly, yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. Um, as, as, as things went on in Michael Jackson's lifetime. Um, <laughs> yeah, both, of... true, both options, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so yeah, that, that was a joke I was making, Jim. Yeah, yeah. No, I, um, I got it now, yeah. Um, so talking about people um, who are doing things to, to make us proud, uh, one person in particular is uh, Marcus Rashford. Yeah. And uh, the health secretary, Matt Hancock, uh Probably about eight, nine weeks ago, maybe, stood up uh, at the government daily press conference and he said that footballers should contribute. It's not fair that they sort of take a load of money and don't sort of give back to society. And I think we made the point that actually footballers do pay quite a lot of tax yep. and, in fact, pay significantly more tax than we do. Uh, so Marcus Rashford, uh, I think he gets paid probably about £200,000 a week. Um, and he seems to be very appreciative of where he's come from. And he has tried to give back and he's tried to ensure that the government has uh, extends their uh, food vouchers uh, for people who will be getting free school meals. He's asked that they continue that during uh, the summer holidays, given the unusual times that we're living in. And he's, he wants the sort of potentially two million children who are growing up in poverty, who don't quite know where their next meal is going to be, to ensure that they actually have food on the table. Uh, and I think that's a really, really great thing. And Marcus Rashford has stood up and he's written to Boris Johnson today. And he's asked that we give, and he's put a hell of a lot of his own money into this as well, I would hasten to add, and drummed up a lot of support. And he stood up and he's done his thing and he's put pressure on the government to do the right thing and to try and make sure that no one in our country goes hungry. And for that, I really applaud him. That's a, a brilliant thing to have done. How has how he, he gone on with that? Oh, they've rejected it. Oh, oh right, okay. Can we put certain politicians and the, the Prime Minister in one of those... Uh, in casings that they've been putting the statues in. In fact, I did see a funny tweet earlier, actually, saying that uh, <laughs> it was quite funny. Someone had took a picture of the Winston Churchill statue and said that um, this is brilliant. They've replaced the Winston Churchill cha- statue with a statue of uh, Boris Johnson hiding in a fridge. Hey. <laughs> Which I thought was really good. I can't take credit for that, but it was. Uh, I, I don't know where the tweet came from, but I, I found that very funny. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So, talking about politicians, they're back in Westminster. Yeah. If you've seen. They are. Uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg has said that uh, we should be we should be leading from the front. All our politicians should be coming to Westminster to vote, and they should be attending the House of Commons. We shouldn't be doing it virtually; they should be here. And then what they should do once they've been to House of Commons is then disappear back to the 650 constituencies that they've uh, that they come from and send spread the virus as much as they can throughout the country. He must not have got a, a, a comfy sofa at his, at his home because he must <laughs> prefer he must prefer the comfy seating that he can lay down and go to sleep on. I think um, we've definitely had evidence of that in the past, yes. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's, it would have been a real chance to modernise the House of Commons, and people said around the start of it that uh, maybe we could have this chance to move with the times and move on by about sort of 150 years, maybe. And uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg definitely has taken us back that far in time. So, well done, Jacob. Uh, one thing I did see, going uh, going back to sort of footballers, and you, you mentioned Marcus Rashford, uh, Dwight York has made a few comments recently as well, um, all to do with the uh, the race um, issues and the, the stuff that's been going on recently. He was he, he sort of spoke to a radio station, I believe it was TalkSport, talking about how he was stereotyped as being a playboy, um, oh, okay. which I found quite amusing because... Uh, 
was was that what's that stereotype? What evidence? What aside from the fact that he had a child with Katie Price? What evidence have you got for the fact it was a Playboy? Well, didn't he? Didn't he? Wasn't he in quite a lot of relationships? I'm just saying, like, wasn't there quite a lot of evidence that? Well, not not. It doesn't. Not, it doesn't matter if he's referred to as one. It's not saying that you know, like people get like people get called anything, don't they? If they've had a lot of, it's just what you get called. It's not. It's not particularly. You know, it's 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 not it's not something that sticks or anything. But I don't, I don't know. What do you think? I can't say I've ever had that reputation, so I wouldn't know in all honesty. Yeah, oh, go on. Uh, oh, go on. I have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about that girl you took? Oh, that was a joke, weren't it? Of course, yeah. Um, so I, I I don't know. Is it unfair? Is it not unfair? I suspect there's plenty of football players who do have multiple partners and probably aren't portrayed that way. People like you know Ryan Giggs, but then he did quite a lot to make sure that it got out of the newspapers, didn't I, he? So I'd argue that I I, I I wouldn't personally say it's got anything to do with race if he was accused of being a playboy because there are as many of those of other ethnicities and nationalities and, and various other things as well i wouldn't necessarily have down that uh race is, is to do with that in in this particular case is probably what i'm i'm trying to say um but on to other things yeah you got should we talk about uh, should we talk about hermes driver who um his wife was going into labor yeah yeah go for it so it's a couple of months ago actually it's only just coming did he deliver it in the last few days well <laughs> Yeah, have I, just right, well, ruined, have I just ruined something? Yeah, just ruined that, yeah. Um, so, the, he called the midwife. Uh, the midwife was rushing out. Apparently, the midwife got stopped by the police saying, you yeah, know, we're currently in lockdown at the moment, so can you please explain where you're going? Uh, and that meant that she couldn't get there on time. So, the Hermes delivery driver had to deliver the baby. Um, it's a good job his wife was in, really, otherwise the baby <laughs> would have been put in the blue bin and, uh, and that would have been next door's... Uh, there next you door's go. Box. I didn't ruin it too much for you then, did I? Yeah, um, it's all right. Iceland as well. Um... Have you seen what they've done? Obviously, the the, the, the I mean, this might have been a bit premature, but they they adopted uh, the penguins, didn't they, from Chester Zoo? Because obviously, Chester Zoo and, and many zoos were undergoing a lot of financial difficulty during lockdown, and they have announced yeah. now that zoos can can reopen and everything. But but before that, Chester Zoo were really concerned that they might actually have to close their doors con- purposely and, and well forever, and even potentially they were even mentioning mentioning euthanizing animals because they just couldn't take care of them as they should be cared. It'd been more humane to actually euthanize them is what they were saying um but iceland they adopted them all right which so which i'm a bit bit, yeah can you buy them from iceland i'm I'm gonna be a bit unsure now about any chicken i buy from there in future (laughs) um and do they come you know now that iceland have bought them if you went and bought a penguin from them do they come with like jokes on them yeah certainly do do with them yeah could certainly do with them on our podcast couldn't we yeah i mean they are appallingly bad jokes aren't they uh stuff on the side of the penguins um uh, they do they do an unusual range of meats, don't they? Yeah. Have, you ever been, have you ever shopped in Iceland? Um, no, I haven't. If I don't think I've, oh. I, I can honestly say I don't think I've ever been into an ice. Or may, have I, maybe I have. Never mind. I just oh, forgot. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, in the Barnsley Lambda. Yeah, not quite as posh as you, obviously, and, and we have been in Iceland. They do sort of like they do various frozen meats, they do like sort of pheasant and boar and all that sort of stuff, and uh, various other things that you wouldn't normally expect to see. Yeah. And we went to. Uh, we had a. A family member's 40th birthday uh, a few year, a few months ago, and I, 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 for whatever reason, I've been in Iceland to get some macarons. They called so get some macarons from there. They'll be, they'll be nice for birthday. The French like, Prime Minister. Towards a buffet. Uh, the French Prime Minister. Yeah, I mean, if you're not if you've seen the French Prime Minister, you can grab all of him in two parts and shove him with some cream in the middle <laughs> of him. Um, and we'd said that my wife Vicky would do some pork and uh, make some pork sandwiches for the birthday, like as part of the buffet. And uh, I, I was there in Iceland. I thought I'd say, oh, I guess big joint of pork in Iceland. It'll be all right, won't it? 
And the amount, there's some people who said, oh, I'll tell you what, that's, that pork's really nice. That's come from a farm shop, that, that, that pork's that nice. Uh, <laughs> got it from Iceland this morning, and no, oh, it didn't go down well. I thought you were going to be... changed very quickly. I though. thought you were going to be telling porkies then, but uh, anyway. Uh, I, I, be, I have been, you know, I, I've heard that, I, I mean, I don't go there very often, but I've, I have heard that uh, Egyptian mummies particularly like um, Iceland because they sell a good range of bandages and various things like that. And I suppose that's why mummies go to Iceland. I mean, I, I, we haven't got a tumbleweed sound effect, have we? Yeah. But anyway, should we move on to the next bit. Well, the, la- the last thing I want to mention is the, um, the 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 new things that government have announced, uh, the new measures uh, leading out of lockdown, is that now people can have. Um, well, I saw the headline uh, support bubble, and uh, I thought, what's happened to Michael Jackson's monkey? Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure what was going on there. I thought, I thought, he, I thought, I thought, as well as the uh, penguins in Chester Zoo, Michael Jackson's former monkey might have been uh, struggling as well because he had a pet monkey, yep. didn't he, called Bubbles? Yeah, um, he got moved to Chester Zoo, and then unfortunately, uh, yeah. it's come into difficulty uh, as Chester Zoo struggled. And then yeah. I thought, as Michael, uh, as Michael Bublé been having struggles in uh, in lockdown <laughs> as well. So, but that's the, the last thing I wanted to mention anyway. So, are we moving on? Should we move on? I've got a quiz, so let's go for it then. Okay, what you got for us? Uh, well, I, I don't know how I managed to think this up. I've got a quiz about protests. Oh, well, I'm, okay. I'm not sure what... I was a bit concerned, actually, that uh, just in case you'd done exactly the same thing, because we didn't really speak to each other much um, in terms of planning this particular podcast, did we? Well, so not, not, apart from the last few days where we've just constantly been trying to get this thing working that we haven't been able to achieve. Well, we've t- talked to each other a lot, but not about the podcast. We've not, yeah. not really done much planning at all. We've, like I said, testing, testing, one, two, one, two, test. Oh, it's feeding back to me, Jim. Oh, it's feeding back to my earphones, Jimbo. Oh, now turn, we can't do it live. It's, it's too noisy. Um, so I've got um, a quiz about protests and things that have happened on protests. Uh, we need to wrap this show probably in about 20 minutes because Love Island Australia is coming on ITV. Oh, for goodness Seems sake. New series starting. You know, so. where are your priorities in life? Love Island. Because um, well, the, the UK version's not on, is it? Uh, this year, Good. so we've got to watch an old Australian version to see what it's like. An old Australian? Uh, is it even an old? Is it an old series? Series as well? Oh yeah, they can't do it. They can't do it live oh, anymore, they can. can they? Yeah, because coronavirus. So they've got to do an old version. Right. So, so let, let let's run through this anyway. So upset at government policies in Argentina. How did protesters show their frustration in November 2012? Did they bang pots and pans together, or did they blow whistles? Um. Pots and pans seems like a popular sort of thing to do in in celebratory things, rather than rather a lot, than a lot of people. A lot of people when uh, we were doing the clap for NHS, I did, I did see some people on our street with a wooden spoon and pots and pans and were banging the saucepan yeah. and stuff. Nightmare when um, nightmare when you're in the middle of cooking, <laughs> everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Let, let's go then, because I think the pots and pans are more as a celebratory sort of thing, um, and particularly across. I think it, like. Across in other countries as well, they, they like to do things like that. So I think it's more of a celebration thing. So I'm going to say the whistles. Oh no, you're wrong. <sighs> they bang pots and pans. In that case, people might have been thought they'd been cheered, cheered for rather than protested against. <laughs> Let's carry on doing what we're doing. <laughs> the people really like it. Um, now I think in South America, banging pots and pans is something of a popular protest thing. All oh, right, okay. Um, so years ago, when people sort of um, government policy was making people go hungry. Uh, and Marcus Rashford wasn't around to sort of fight on their mm. behalf. He used to stand outside and bang an empty pot and pan to sort of show that they had no food. Um, so that used to be a popular way of protesting Point, against yeah. the government, apparently. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about blowing whistles, what that quite does. Well, it's just protest against poor decisions in local football. Yeah. yeah. We don't like VAR. Let's blow this whistle. Who knows? 
Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Drop there at me. <laughs> it's like a continuous whistle of protest, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, th- th- that's been on the side for the last three weeks since I did the John Anderson joke. Uh, a few weeks ago. <laughs> so, uh, protesting in Mexico. What did protesters do in February 2019, uh, which led uh, led by an eccentric politician from Mexico City? Did they throw bandages at the officers of the ruling party to highlight the lack of good health care? Or did they throw soiled nappies at the office of the ruling party as a metaphor for what the ruling party was doing to society? Did they get their bandages uh, from the mummies who'd visited Iceland because um, mummies... good? What, what's it, mummies, that's why mummies go to Iceland. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I got there in the end. Smoothly does it. Um, okay, in that case, I, I think... I, I, I seem to think I might... Where are they going to get all the nappies from? They're assuming that they've got to find people who've got dirty nappies in the first place and have enough of them stockpiled. Oh, I've got some down here. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I presume from babies who had um, defecated them. Let, let's, assume. Yeah, let's let's go the dirty nappies. I, I seem to think I've heard of this before, but anyway, maybe I've not. Uh, well done, you will be correct. We've both been to Mexico, Fisher. Or have you not? No, you have. You have been. I've been to Mexico. Yeah, yeah I've been to Mexico. We've been to Mexico. Not together, but we've both yeah. been to Mexico. Yeah. Um, very nice place. Yeah. Be, be keen to go back again sometime. Although, cause I think we asked that question, didn't we, about the um, seaweed on the beach and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. In January 2017, what did members of the LGBTQ community, I think formerly known as the LGBT community, and now possibly known as the LGBTQ plus community, I think there's uh, yeah, did, I think there's quite a lot more letters added on to the end of that these days. Yeah, I, it's, it's it's difficult to keep track with. To be it fair, is, it, it is. No, it is. So, so what was at the time called the LGBTQ community? What did members of that community do outside Vice President Mike Pence's house in January 2017? Did they lay flat on the floor in silence to highlight how downtrodden they felt and how silent Mike uh, and how silent Mike Pence remained on LGBTQ issues? Or did they dance? Dance a bit more and then carry on dancing. Um, I I think that it would have been a, not. I I don't see the point in the sort of silent laying. I mean, you don't you don't want people laid down in your garden or outside your house. I get that, but if they're not making any noise, um, it kind of just. I, I suppose you might just try and get on with it, you know. Well, it just it just end up being like a silent protest, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um. So let's let's say that I think they tried to make a bit more noise or a bit more of a scene, and they they they, they danced and danced and danced some more. Uh, they did indeed dance, dance, and carry on dancing. Was Barbara Windsor? In, was Barbara Windsor in that one? Uh, I don't know. Did, did carry on dancing. Lean back and bounced <laughs> off, like it in the Carry On films. Uh, so moving on. What did angry dairy farmers do to the European Parliament building in Brussels in November 2012? Did they spray milk all over the building, or did they protest alongside around 300 cows who'd been brought into the city centre? Now, bringing ca- that many cows into a city centre must be quite difficult, and, and you know... Well, yeah, but I, I wouldn't have asked a question if it wasn't sort of quite notable, would it, so... Mm, that's what I'm saying. Is it realistic for that to have happened for, for a, a particular protest? You'd have to have a lot of different people with a lot of different lorries or whatever they transport cows on. I, mean, I, I don't know. I'm um, not sure I, if you're aware, but they can actually walk cows. So yeah, but they've got to get them to walk the right direction. And what you know, imagine getting cows to walk through Sheffield City Centre. That'd be all right. Just tell them just walk in front of them and say, "Follow me." Yeah, be fine. Uh, let's go with. I'm. I'm not going to go with the cows one because I don't think it's really sticks. I'm going to go with the milk one. Although I think again, 
Like, if they were protesting against, you know, that kind of thing, I don't know why. I, I, I don't know. But, yeah, let's, let's go, Mill. I mean, you know, but let's, you let's face it. You don't know why they spray their own product all yeah, over the but I, waste. I, I'd, hope, I'd hope that the... Where, what building was it? What, what organisation was it against? Uh, the European Parliament in Brussels. Yeah, I, ho- I hope they wouldn't have got upset about it because, obviously, they shouldn't, shouldn't cry over spilt milk. So, <laughs> um, anyway, yes, I'm going to go with the first one. Uh, well done, you'll be correct. I'm doing well this week. Doing pretty well. Is that, is that three out of four so far? Mm-hmm. Um, so, next up. In November 2015, following a ban on large-scale protests in Paris, uh, following the terrorist attacks uh, that they had in Paris in, uh, in November 2015, how did people wanting to protest still make their point? Is it that they left each left a pair of shoes in the location of the intended protest, or... They each left a photograph of themselves at the location of the protest. So again, but you so, know, I, I think unless I'm guessing they might have planned this in advance, uh, if it was going to be either a photograph or shoes, because either they've got to walk home with shoes, no shoes on, or get on, you know, to somehow get home with no shoes, or they've got to have some photographs like ready and printed, because um, it's not really easy to get, you know, to, people don't really have printed photographs as much these days, do they? They can still get unless, them, unless they get older to... ones. Well, you can get a um, Costco. Or you can get those uh, photo machines. They have to, can't you? Attach mm. your phone to it, print it off, and you sort of straight away. And I think Very quick. Quite a good service, actually. Photos would be a lot easier to, to get rid of. Um, and I think shoes would have more of a, a big, leave a big mark in, you know. They'd leave they, a big footprint, wouldn't they? Depending on what they've trod in, yeah. So let, let's say, yeah, let's go with the shoes. Okay. And again, well done. You'd be correct. You're on fire, well done. Um, so, to protest about the re-election campaign of the President of Peru, what did a number of Peruvian women do in 2000? And I'm sure Peruvian men could have done this as well, I listen to add. It's just that it happened to be women doing it, as far as I'm aware. Did they gather in the main plaza in Lima, capital of Peru, and continually wash the national flag? Or, did they gather in the main plaza in Lima and simultaneously write protest letters to the President? Um. Okay. With this one, I think that the they, they could have wrote letters from home rather than just sort of there in the plaza, I suppose. Um, quite have the same same point or same uh, same 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 atmosphere to it, would it? Like yeah, doing it all together. But to be fair, I mean, whilst, whilst you say that, they could have also washed the national flag at the house as well as opposed to doing it in the I main. I suppose they could have, uh, but I think I think they may have washed the national flag. I'm going to go with that one. Wash the national flag again? You'd be right. Well done. Five out of six, six yeah. out of seven. Well, you know we're not live. I've just uh, we just edited this, so it looks like I've got all yeah. the right answers. This has taken four hours to record this episode Cut. with the wrong answers. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, February 2015. Uh, in order to protest at the gender-based violence, what did men in Turkey do? Did they protest whilst carrying women's underwear, or did they protest whilst wearing skirts? And what was this a protest against, again? Uh, gender-based violence. I think... Uh, or the other one was well, while carrying women's underwear. Carrying women's underwear or mm. wearing skirts. Carrying it. Why not wear it? Well, they're not perverts, are they? Jim, I suspect, the same as normal society, there probably were some blokes wearing women's underwear. <laughs> I'm, oh. The second one was what? Wearing skirts, did you say? Wearing skirts. Or the first option was carrying I, I'm going. I'm going to go wearing skirts. Wearing skirts. Oh, once again, well done. You, you're right. I, I, I hope this, this quiz comes up again one day in the local pub or something. 
Not sure yeah. it will, but anyway. He did, he did doing really well. Are you a secret protester? Is that what, <laughs> is that what you're telling me? You protest just against anything throughout oh, yeah. the world, anything you get involved in. Yeah, yeah I'll be there. I'll be, I'll be fighting for it. Doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Gender-based violence in uh, Turkey. I'll fight against that. Oh, I, I don't like that president of Peru. Yeah, or well, you better go. Well, do you oh, know? Do you know how I like to make my point? Uh, via a podcast, normally. Like this. Oh yeah. For any audio listeners, Jimbo is just pointed towards the screen. <laughs> So in South Korea, in April 2007, yeah. in order to protest against the free trade deal with the United States, what did protesters do? Did they protest whilst aggressively jumping up and down, or protest whilst sat cross-legged? Um, so I suppose the question is kind of what is the popular method of um, protest in South Korea, really? I, is it to sit cross-legged, or is it to uh, jump up and down aggressively? I can't sit cross-legged. Um, it's really difficult. Oh, he's has been uh, from what? a young age. Just is that why? Is, it, is, that, is that a protest uh, that you can't kind of get involved in then in South Korea? Exactly. You can't yeah. Do the so it's, it's one of them they can't can you, do. Um, can you jump and down up? Jump up and down aggressively? Oh, I can do that. Yeah, and I do, and I do sometimes. Um, I felt like it earlier when we couldn't get the stream working. Yeah. If I've mentioned you that jump, yet, you jump up and down aggressively to highlight your inability to uh, sit cross-legged. Is that right? Yeah. Now nah, I, I think I think um, I would have down South Korea. Did you say? Uh, South Korea, yeah. I would have in South- North Korea. In North Korea, you're not allowed to protest. <laughs> uh, you have to protest in North Korea because the the government are too good. Yeah. yeah. What did protesters in North Korea do? They had their heads blown off. <laughs> yeah. um, let's say I I think they they are they are more of a, a peaceful type of protester in 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 Korea, South Korea. I would say. Um, I, I, and I think yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go that they would they went with the cross legged. Okay, and once again, you'd be correct. Well done. I've actually got like every everyone apart from one right. Uh, yes, you've only got. I've, I've asked you eight questions. You have got seven of them right so far. So I think I think I need to. Work. I, I did write these questions quite late on Saturday night, and I was in a bit of a rush. So um, maybe next time I need to put more effort into the questions to confuse <laughs> you a little bit more. But what did Palestinian protesters in the West Bank do in February 2010 to highlight the segregation between the various groups of people? So obviously the West Bank, um, Gaza Strip, Israel and Palestinians are a long-running um, dispute there. Uh, so what did they do to try and highlight the sort of injustice of that? Did they dress as minions or did they dress as characters from Avatar? This is going to be more difficult, I think. Uh, I, 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 can't even, I can't even start to work anything out. I, I don't know why minions... I don't, I don't know... Um... I'm trying to think of of the the main character of minions the 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 or the well not the there's obviously in Indespicable Me Gru um is yeah yeah well, they didn't dress as him just the minions yeah but 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 Gru Gru is like their kind of leader he's mm. got a bit of an accent like he might be from another country in Europe somewhere I I don't know if it's like if it is Israel or if it's anywhere like that I do I don't know and and whether they they dressed as minions to, I don't know to represent that maybe uh, Avatar I I why why would they I, I don't know I suppose it's to represent a because I suppose in in that film I've, it's a long time since I watched it but I suppose it's about uh, a race that was being not looked after there was various things weren't there in that that you know stuff to do with that and so I'm gonna go with that I'm gonna go with the Avatar ones Avatars are all all dressed in blue yeah uh, again you'll be correct wasn't well I'll be honest. I just thought they were dressed as Smurfs. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I've I've seen pictures of it, and yeah, a fair few people dressed I'd, in the blue body. I painted myself blue a few weeks ago, didn't I? For sure, you saw me. 
Of course, yes, I did. It's uh, your daughter's birthday. She was curly curly three. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you can play footage of her speaking. Uh, can I? I don't know. Have you got it on your soundboard? podcast. Yeah. Say thank you at the end of it. She does, yeah. Oh, what, what, very, oh, very polite. Um, anyway, what's thank you, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, okay, <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so, dressed as characters from Avatar. When I went round to see uh, you on your daughter's birthday and drop off some uh, cookies and biscuits that had got, uh, got her name and age stamped on there, you came dressed as a genie. I was, yes. Uh, in your full-on blue body paint. and She loved I it. Well, to be fair, she was scared. I made a big entrance, popped a yeah. party popper, jumped out after she'd rubbed this uh, imitation lamp that I'd given her, a toy lamp, yeah. and uh, she started crying straight away. But uh, then she, she warmed up to it and she liked it afterwards. So, yeah. But anyway, a lot of effort there. Um, so, well, well done. So the yeah. Final question. Yeah, here we go. Can I get? Can I final get? Question. I, I want to finish with with what is this number ten or number nine? This question. Uh, this is number ten. You've got you've oh, got so far eight I want correct. Ni- and I one want ninety percent. So, what did protesters in Bangkok do in response to the government's recent actions? Uh, I, I, I don't quite know what year that was, unfortunately. I think it might be in two thousand ten, but I don't know for certain. Um, is it cut off their hair and throw the hair in front of the parliament building, or is it get blood donations from protesters and pour their own blood on the floor? Uh, so cut their own hair or pour their own blood on the floor? Yeah. So what what kind of part of their own body did they throw on the floor in front of the Parliament building in disgust? Um, I've got, their I think hair I, or their blood? I think I'm going to go the extreme one, you know, I think. Okay. Because I think that would really send a message, you know, if, if it's something about the, the treatment of people or, you know, like sort of saying you've got blood on your hands to the government or something like that, which I, I don't know what it was about and no idea. And, but I, I'm going to go with that one, I think. That uh, threw blood on the floor? Yeah. Uh, You'll be correct. Well done. Nine out of ten. That's got to be my best ever performance in one of your quizzes. Yeah, so. probably by about nine points or so. Um, really is a, a, a solid show, so well done. That's absolutely fantastic, Jimbo. Thank um, you very much. I mean, to be fair, you pretty much just guessed all your way there anyway, but you didn't know the answer to any of them, but yeah. that's, a, that's a very good effort. Well done. It was good guessing today. That's the difference. Yeah. Uh, I... I I'm not quite sure I did that, so normally I'd expect to get around half marks, uh, but some good educated guesses, or if you like, probably some poor questions to be fair, but never mind. I know you're itching to watch Love Island, Fisher, so if to make up for the fact that uh, I I got up and did a wee last week in the middle of the podcast and left you on your own, feel free to run away now while I wrap up the podcast if you want to. If nah, you're that sorry, we've got two minutes. We've got two minutes, we're fine. Sure. We'll just, just get a move on. Story up, story up. <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Sorry we aren't live, and we did say we would be live on a number of occasions. We have tried, and we will try again next week because we'd like people to be able to interact and answer these questions and take on each other, take on take on the person being quizzed and uh, in each week's thing. Could you have, could you have beaten me in that quiz and got 9 out of 10? You probably might have beat Fisher earlier on in the uh, National Beer Quiz because Fisher didn't do too well, but we'd like to know, and that's why we want to do things live if we can. We will continue to try. Uh, but please get in touch. Let us know what you thought of the show. Tweet at Waste of Webspace or at uh, on Facebook. Same sort of thing, Waste of Webspace. is our website as well, wasteofwebspace.co.uk. Um, but, yeah, thank you very much, everybody, for listening to us. Anything you want to say before we go? No, just thank you very much. I think you're doing a fantastic job today, Jimbo. Uh, you've, you too. You've guessed your way. You, the amount of uh, things you got right, you got the show and tell item right. You've nine out of ten on the uh, protest quiz. So well done. Uh, I'm assuming usual service will resume next week. Yeah, 
I and thought, then we'll take it from there. I thought you was going to say something about me not getting the streaming right there, and I was going to swear back at you anyway. But anyway. No, so I mean, you, d- you did swear on two occasions during the podcast, but never mind. Bye-bye. See you next time. Goodbye. See you next time. Bye-bye.